name is uh, Michael McVeigh, um, or Mikey, as most people call me. Um, I'm excited to tell you guys about the week of Mission Akron. Um, we're excited to let you know what happened the week of Mission Akron 2019. This is our, our sixth missions, Mission Akron, and it certainly will not be our last. Um, we are committed in student ministries to a local missions trip every other year, if not more. Um, and we base our missions efforts on Acts 1.8. Um, Jesus said to his disciples, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, through Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. These were the last words that Jesus said to his disciples, and this is what we model our mission efforts um, after. Jerusalem is our mission, Akron. Um, and we get to go out into our community, into our own backyard, and we get to show people the love of Jesus um, right in our backyard. And we go from Jerusalem, and then we go out to the ends of the earth. And we're on a four-year cycle um, when it comes to our missions efforts. It's um, local, regional, local, international. Um, and Mission Akron is just about reaching the mission field in our own backyard. And first I wanted to say thank you to everyone in here. Uh, we want to thank you, the church, for your prayers um, and your support and all the donations um, that we were blessed with the week of Mission Akron. Uh, Mission Akron could not happen if it was not for a church community like this. Um, so we thank you. We thank you for, um, we thank you all the leaders. Thank you for um, taking the times out of your week to come and serve with your students. Um, and thank you to everyone who let us shower in your houses. Um, I know it's not fun to have four or five stinky teenagers in your house at 10 o'clock at night, but um, thank you so much for letting us do that. Um, like I said, Mission Akron could not be successful if it wasn't for a community of believers such as Connect Church. Um, so what did we do the week of Mission Akron? Um, well, I'm going to go through and start off by saying um, what, what we what we did throughout the week. Um, our first few projects that we started were uh, community outreach projects, and um, those consisted of helping Pat and Ron Halverson um, fix their shed. Um, we uh, put two new doors on their shed um, with the help of Buddy Strunk, and then we repainted it um, and helped them out. We also helped out Pat Halverson's mom, who her fence had been blown down basically by the windstorm that we had. Um, a few months ago, and we propped that back up, put the concrete down, and um, made it straight again. We also put railing around her whole deck, um, stained her whole deck, um, stained her front porch, and we did some landscaping out front that um, helped her house become um, more safe and um, a place where she can um, enjoy herself at. Um, and then we also helped a family out in Barberton, um, and um, the man who lives in this house, his name is Nick, and um, we had the privilege of repainting his whole house and his whole barn um, in just a few days and um, helping him in need because he couldn't do it anymore because of some health issues. So we were able to help him out and be there for him, and um, I know they were very grateful for that. The house looks brand new, um, and it's so amazing how hard these students work. Um, and then we also, throughout the week, for three days, we helped an organization, a nonprofit organization called The Well. Um, the Well is a nonprofit organization that works on making their community a better, more sustainable place to live. 
Um, and they do so by rent, or, uh, buying houses in the Middlebury area, which is downtown Akron. It's a little town in downtown Akron, um, right, off, right off East, Mar East Market Street. Um, and what they do is they buy houses um, and they fix them up and they rent them out to people so people can live reasonably in the community. And they also teach them um, how to take care of their house, how to fix things, like if your water goes out, how to do plumbing, or um, if your oven breaks, here's how you fix your oven or your sink, or um, whatever that entails. Um, they also have a free kitchen for the whole community that people can come to um, and cook their food and gather food as they um, also have like a mini food bank type of thing. Um, and then what they strive to do is to create a community within Middlebury as we do in Connect Church. This, this is what the, their goal is, is to make a place where people feel belonged and accepted. Um, they get their name, The Well, from the story at the well um, in the Bible when Jesus meets a woman at the well. Um, and that's a place where people connect with each other and they create community. Um, no matter who you are, no matter what you look like, no matter your status, um, what the well is trying to do is to create a community of people um, to uh, make relationships with people um, and share God with people. Um, and we got to that week, we got to work with them for three days. And some of our groups were in a warehouse um, that they, the well had just bought. They um, are going to use it for events. They're going to use it to teach people how to take care of their homes. Um, they're going to use it for storage, many different things. But they just bought it, so our students went in, and they cleaned it out, basically. Um, they got all the trash and stuff and um, giant tubes of carpet out of there from the third floor, which you'll hear about here in a little bit. Um, but they cleaned that out. Um, and then we had a group of people that painted a whole hallway at a, an apartment building that the well had just bought, um, painted a whole hallway for the apartment building, and also started fixing up one of the rooms. Um, we had a group that was um, at a house, finishing some flooring, wiping down walls, preparing it for someone to go live in. Um, and then there was another group that was just kind of like a mobile group that would go around and go to different houses and um, get junk and trash out of them and um, take them to the warehouse to throw in the dumpster um, and prepare the houses for them to start um, fixing them up because their goal is to do 60 houses in 60 months. And our students did such an amazing job that they, they worked 500 plus hours worth of work for the well in three days, which was pretty amazing. And it helped the well get months in advance in their goal. Um, so it was so cool to just for us to be able to help them out in a minor way. If it was just throwing away trash or painting a wall, it helped them immensely. Um, that week, we also helped the food bank. Um, we served the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank. Um, a few of our groups, or we had two groups. One group um, bagged cereal, um, and then the other group, um, they uh, organized canned foods and uh, um, things of that nature. But that day, we were able to serve and volunteer for the food bank and help um, create 1,403 meals for the community of Akron um, that day. And, um, and then our week ended with um, our fun fair and sock drive with Jake's Reach. And Jake's Reach is a nonprofit organization that um, looks to spread awareness of the opioid and heroin epidemic in um, the Akron area by 
um, educating people, communicating with people, and serving people. Um, and we got to partner with them and run a sock drive and fun fair with them. And the whole week we were canvassing different neighborhoods. We canvassed Portage Lakes. We canvassed um, our backyard. Um, we did the Mogador area. And um, people came to donate socks because Jake's Reach is all about serving people and they're all about um, giving people hope. And one of the number one items that homeless people need and can never really get are socks. And so it was Jake's Reach goal to hand out as many socks as they possibly can. Um, and we were able to help them out that week um, to do so. And that Friday, we um, acquired and gave to Jake's Reach um, 1,453 socks, pairs of socks, I believe, um, which is a year's worth of socks for them to hand out, which is just truly amazing that they were just so um, floored and blessed to be able to say that they don't have to worry about getting socks anymore, that they can focus on getting coats or they can focus on getting hats or in any way possible that they can um, serve other people. Um, and a lot of that could not have happened without many people in this room coming and supporting us that Friday. Now I'm going to introduce you um, to Taylor Asbury, who is one of our um, graduating seniors, and she's going to share with you how God changed her life um, on the week of Mission Akron. Hi, I am Taylor. The week prior to the mission trip, I wasn't sure I would even be able to go. For the past year, I have been dealing with serious health issues with my dad that prevented me from even attending church, let alone be able to even go away for a week on a missions trip. In my heart, I knew that I needed to be on this trip, but it was just not going to be possible. But as we all know, God is in control and he had a different plan. The path that God put forth for me was not an easy one, but I followed his lead and put my faith in him. His path brought me back to church and to all the people I love and who love me, and it opened the door for me to do what was in my heart, and that was to go on this mission trip and leave a footprint of Christ in our community. So with an open heart and a deep desire to do God's work, I set forth on this trip. I didn't know what to expect, but what I did know is that God would show me the way and what he would have me do, whatever he saw fit. The opportunity I had to speak of God's love and do God's work during Missions Week were many. Too many to speak of here and now, but I want to share one truly remarkable experience I had. My team and I were blessed to be able to assist Pat Harverson's mom, Dorothy, at her house while we were there doing landscape work and refreshing her deck. While I truly felt goodness in my heart for doing this, it was just talking with her that really stuck out. Our conversation and our prayer time together truly changed my life. It is impossible in these few brief minutes to tell you how much Akron not only changes the life of the people we fellowship to, but our lives also. You have to experience it yourself. Another thing that stuck out with me was experience was that someone told me and the team on this trip to always do the next right thing. I will never forget that, and I made a promise to do just that. I wanted to say thank you to the team and to everyone who worked with us and we worked with, and especially to everyone who supported us in donations, fundraisers, food supplies, and just love and prayers. Thank you. Next up is Chelsea Ellis, who is one of our college age and above adults that um, had the opportunity to serve with us on Mission Akron. Hi, my name is Chelsea, and I'd like to tell you about my week in Mission Akron. Before getting involved in Mission Akron, I was really shy. I didn't know what Mission Akron really was, just from what people who were doing this for years told me. And I got excited to finally do it, 
this year because at the church that I was originally from back in my hometown, the only missions we had was only one person going overseas, helping building a school or a church. So I was expecting something like that. I didn't expect that this would change me the way it has, made me into the person that I've always wanted to be. God has shown me quite a few things during my week, like on the third day, we went to the well, and I got to paint what I believe they called it, the community area. And they needed someone on the ladders, and I'm afraid of ladders because of the heights. And I remember that I was doing this to serve God and serve others, so the ladder was an issue anymore because I was doing something that I love to do. Getting to serve God that day and all the days that we were there were truly amazing. They were right that Mission Akron really impacts your life and changes you for the better. I made so many friends that I can call family and see my faith has gotten stronger. I want to be more involved in the church so much more. I want to thank Jay and Mikey for making my first and hopefully many more mission trips the best and memorable one. The organizations that we got to be a part of. I want to thank Lauren and JL for being there when we all needed someone to talk to. Thank you to Patty Knight and Verlin for the meals. We all really miss them. And a big thank you to God for bringing these amazing, inspiring people to me and letting us serve you. It was truly a week I will never forget. All right, the next student that um, I want to introduce you to is um, Austin Corbett. He's a student in our, our um, youth group, and he wants to share with you how God um, changes perspective. Good morning, y'all. All right, so I'm Austin Corbett, and throughout the week of Mission Akron, I had such an amazing time bonding with my friends that I had and all my leaders, and I got a really much better relationship with God, but I never really expected it. I knew those things would happen going into the week, but I came out of the week with so much more. Before the week started, I was really stressed about things that normally didn't stress me out, and I didn't know why I was worrying and stressing so much, and I was trying to figure out why and how to stop being so stressed, but while well, the answer was right in front of me the whole time. <clears throat> um, I was also not the most outgoing person in the world. <laughs> Um, before the trip, I like to hang out with my friends and talk to people I already knew, but if someone new, like from the church, came up to me and tried to talk to me, I'd be very standoffish and just try to get out of the conversation as soon as possible. Throughout the week, I found myself, I found myself outside of my comfort zone a lot, though. Um, whether it was talking to someone in our church that I had just never met or somebody in the neighborhood that asked what we were doing or why we were handing out flyers, and to my surprise, the conversations weren't very hard or as scary as I thought they would be. And when it came to the stress I had, it dissipated almost instantly as we started our work. Looking back, I realized the stress left because I was doing everything without questioning it. I just listened to what God wanted us to do and wanted me to do, and I just did it. And I'm not going to lie, it was hard at first because some of the work we did, I definitely wouldn't have wanted to do like just on a regular day. Going through a warehouse when it's 90 degrees on the third floor, when it's dusty and you can't breathe, is kind of hard, but, and it doesn't sound like fun, but it really was. And some of the best moments were made from the hardest moments. Um, so while I was writing this, I was able to, I realized I was able to replace the stress with focusing on why we were on the trip, which was serving others and serving God. It sounds kind of weird, but I was able to go through the week almost stress-free because I wasn't focusing on the stress I was focusing on helping people and telling others why we were doing what we were doing. 
I wasn't scared of saying the wrong things anymore because I just cared about sharing what we were doing and what we did through the week. Uh, this week wouldn't have been the same without the friends I had going into the week and all the friends I made at, at, by the end of the week. Um, they were there for me when I was homesick or when I needed someone to talk to after a hard day and all the deep conversations we had were just amazing. I'm glad to call you guys my church family and thanks to everybody who was a part of the trip in any way, whether you donated food or came partway through the week or for just one day and your prayers were definitely felt. Thank you. Next up is Destiny Sumi. Good morning. Um, I first just want to thank our community. Since we've become Connect, I strongly feel that we have fulfilled our idea that Connect Church is all about Christ, community, and purpose. We have a great chemistry here, and I'm so blessed to be a part of this team. Going into the week, I knew some of my team had already experienced Mission Akron before. Knowing that, I did not know what to expect, but I was very anxious to see what God had in store for us. The week started and I was amazed, but also a little discouraged. I was grouped with mostly adults and college students, not really with my peers. I ended up learning so much from them. They were very inspiring in the most simplest but important ways. Something so simple, yet something I forget, is it's okay to step out of your comfort zone. It made me feel like I was taking a step closer to God and a leap in my faith. All the leaders we have are very inspiring to us students, and we're so very thankful for that. As the week progressed, I felt I was doing all small work, nothing that I felt would make a difference, such as wiping down and painting walls, cleaning windows, installing doorknobs, sweeping the floor, etc. I felt like I wasn't working the sweat that I should have been because the rest of the team would come back with dirt and sweat everywhere. In the middle of the week at one of my work sites, I had a lot of alone time, so I used that time to take a step back and talk to God. I looked at my watch face to check the time, and the wallpaper on my face read, Success is a series of small things. This was a small reminder to me that what I felt was a silly chore was more than just that. It was going to touch so many lives that I don't even know about, and that was so rewarding to me. We often seek for the big things, the things that jump out at us, because they are noticeable. But if you think about the small things, they are the baby steps molding the foundation for the greater picture. That's the piece I was missing in the beginning of the week. We all had a different project, all serving for the same reason. God created all of us so uniquely. We all have different parts, and each part has a distinctive purpose. What we all do have in common, though, is the burning fire in our hearts for God and showing the endless love that God has for us to the people in our backyards. I never truly realized how big of a mission field we have in our backyard until I became a kingdom worker in my own hometown. It's impossible to get the job done if we don't think of all the small things and take a step back and hand it to God. It was so breathtaking and eye-opening to work with some people who opened their heart up to me, those who struggle miserably, some who I would have never guessed. Sometimes we forget that we don't always know one another's stories, especially those outside of church in our communities. I connected with some people who don't have much themselves, yet they were willing to give what they don't have to help others who never allow their fire for God to stop burning. Some of the discussions I had helped me reassure myself of acceptance, accepting everyone for who they are and loving them the way that God loves us. Mission Akron was a growth week for me. I did a lot of observing, which gave me a new perspective on life, and it was very uplifting for me. Some people questioned me when I told them I was staying local for my mission trip, but I really think it touched my heart in ways that I could never explain. Even if I wanted to sum up Mission Akron in two minutes, I could never do it. Mission Akron gave me a lot of motivation to listen to God's calling. I was really pushed out of my comfort zone to listen to other people, think deeper rather than surface level, and I realized what the meaning of joy feels like. No matter your struggles, God is always by your side. Trust his timing with everything, and he will provide when it is needed the most. I was so overwhelmed by the love, dedication, and hard work our team showed one another on this trip. Thank you, Connect. Thank you, Mission Akron. 
Thank you to all my leaders who encourage me every day. Thank you to my peers, younger and older. And most importantly, I can never thank God enough for giving me this opportunity. Good stuff. You know, we had just an amazing week, as you heard. And while we had, you know, only four share, um, today every single person that's here that's that's got the orange shirts on have a story that they can share about what god did and how god showed them something um something amazing through the week and in a way that he only could through something like a missions trip and you know there are a lot of different funny crazy things that happen when you're living together in a building like this for an entire week and a lot of um you know, inside jokes and, and crazy things and funny stuff that happens and, um, you know, when you're heading off to other people's houses to shower and all of those things, um, which again, I know Mikey said thank you, but I'll say that one as well, thank you, because uh, showers are a big deal, right, when you got 50 teenagers. Um, but, uh, but, you know, those things are awesome and those things are great and all of that stuff is fun, um, and those are things that we can joke about. But when it comes down to it, a thousand years from now, the things that we're going to be talking about because of Mission Akron, um, because of the purpose for it, the reason for it, those things aren't going to be the things that we talk about. The thing that always sticks out for me the most about a missions trip week and about a week of Mission Akron is the passion that you see from our students and the passion that you see from our church coming together for something like this in a way that can only be done through a missions trip. Because while it was just this 50 or so on the trip for the entire week, this, our entire church was really a part of this um, in a way that really hadn't been um, as much, I would say, in the past as somebody that's you know, been a part of all six of these. Um, this was a really unique year as every year is and it's and it's funny because you see the life change happen right in front of your eyes during a week like this some of these students here in fact all of these students are different after a week like this some of them significantly so and to be able to see that happen during the week because of the passion that they have and it really comes down to asking why why is that why is it that a week like this can have such an impact in a way that nothing else can? And I would attribute it to two things, to two things. It would be obedience and motive. Obedience and motive. And those things are connected. Those things are intertwined um, in an amazing way. And the motive really behind it really just being um, the reason for doing something the reason for doing something. If you have your Bible app or your Bibles, you can follow along with me here for the next few minutes um, as we do dive into God's word uh, for a second because I really want to take what Mission Akron really is, was, and is going to continue to be and, and really help us all to, to see some of the lessons that God showed this group during the week. And the first one is something that I've mentioned before and, and you'll probably hear me mention again. Um, is you're never more like Jesus than when you're serving others. The why, the obedience, and the motive behind, why is that? Because you're never more like Jesus than when you're serving other people. This team did some of the most thankless jobs 
during the week of Mission Akron for people that they may never meet. You know, Austin was talking about the, uh, the warehouse that, that we were in. I happen to be in that one. And um, you want to talk about a thankless job on the third floor of this warehouse where we were getting rid of what seemed like 700,000 rolls of uh, carpet tubes that were half the width of this stage and this big around. You saw in the video Tyler cutting them up. We were doing that for what seemed like an endless amount of time. And by the way, just side note, if they give you a dust mask to wear, wear it. Um, I learned that the hard way. I lost my voice after the second day because of breathing in whatever that was I was breathing in. Um, But you know, you do thankless jobs like that for a week, and you do it in the name of Jesus, and you start hearing things from the students that week that just blow your mind. Like I hear things like, this is so fun. No, it wasn't. I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. Some of those things were not fun. You know, the, I love this so much. Can we do this next week? No, Nat, we cannot. Where are you at? She said that to me, and part of me cringed, but then another part of me was like, yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. That's what it's all about. Exactly that. But no, we can't do that next week. But why? Why do we hear things like that? Because she wasn't the only one. I'm picking on her. But she wasn't the only one that was like that during the week. Uh, Pretty much all of us were like, this is amazing. Why is that? Because of the motive behind it and the obedience to the Lord for doing what you're doing because of Jesus. Because Jesus is everything. And because when you put that inside of whatever it is that you're doing, all of a sudden things become clear. All of a sudden your perspective gets changed. All of a sudden, your motive is a lot different. And I know a lot of parents are like, can we put Jesus in doing the dishes? <laughs> I mean, you can. Um, and as Pastor Ed talked about yesterday, right, or last week, children, obey your parents and all of that stuff. So in many ways, yes, Jesus is in the dishes, Gaff. Um, and <laughs> but seriously, a week like that, right? Where kids are saying things like, I love this. This is so much fun. God is showing me so much through this. Because of what God does through something like serving. In my 11 years of doing youth ministry, I have never seen anything come close to having the impact on a student more than a missions trip. And Mission Akron specifically. I run into former students all the time. And inevitably the conversations always seem to go back to something that happened during a week of Mission Akron. Those are the things that seem to always come back. Why? Because Jesus is everything. And because being obedient to him and the motive behind it and taking care of our Jerusalem, that's exactly what Jesus was telling us to do in Acts 1.8. And lives are changed when you follow Jesus and what he's calling you to do. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58 says this. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. This team really encapsulated that verse 
during the week. And there were some sacrifices made. Obedience requires sacrifice. If God asks you to do something and he's telling you to be obedient, more than likely there's going to be a sacrifice involved. More than likely it's going to be tough. This group was obedient to what God called them to do. And they had to sacrifice. They had to sacrifice before to even get to the trip. That's another one of the crazy things that that people look at you like you're nuts when you tell them that all of these kids paid, all of these, the students and and the college age and everybody involved, they paid to be a part of this week. And they're like, they look at you like you're crazy. But I know for a fact that not one of them regret one dollar that, even one dollar that was spent to be a part of this week. They don't regret it at all. It was worth every penny. It was worth every penny. This trip happened because of an act of obedience, and so there were sacrifices made to get there. There were sacrifices made in the middle of it, because it never, as, as much as Mikey and I planned, it never goes exactly how you think it's going to go. Sometimes you can get close, but inevitably, there's always something that happens. But the motive of pleasing the Lord and connecting others to him was really as simple as that for the week. That was the motive. And here's what's interesting. When that's your motive, the motive, hear me, the motive and the reward become the same. The motive and the reward become the same. Because the motive is to connect other people to Jesus and to show, him God, to show people God's love and give hope. And that is also the reward for following Jesus and serving other people is you get to see that and you get to see that life change right in front of your face. As I mentioned, there were a lot of projects that we will never get to meet the people that we, that we had the privilege to serve. We will never really see the fruits of our labor. Some of it we will. Some of it we won't. But being obedient and doing what you're called to do doing what Jesus has called you to do because he called you to do it, and then you do it with joy. And if you're doing it for the right reasons, if you're doing it for the, to obey the Lord and the motive being the right way, you will find joy in the things that you can never find joy in any other way. You will find joy in places that you didn't think it ever existed. So let's bring this, let's bring this to us. Because while this was Mission Akron for the week for, for these students and, and young adults. There's also a very real application for every single one of us today. Because there are times in our life that are gonna be like that. There are opportunities that we have every single day, every single week, where we have the opportunity to serve somebody in Jesus' name. Where we have the opportunity to love somebody and do maybe a thankless job for someone that God put you right in that place to be able to do. To connect them to Christ, community, and purpose. It happens all the time and sometimes we blow right by it, myself included. We blow right by it. And so, what are we going to do with that? Are, are we good with that? Because when, when those times come, you know, when, when you're staying at the church... And you're getting up in the morning and you're going off on, you know, doing all these service projects and and you're doing all of these things. It's really easy to hear God's voice and to stay, I guess, in that zone, if you want to call it that, during a week of Mission Akron. 
when you're staying here and you're a part of it and, and you're, you know, you're jumping in the van all that time and you're, you know, from seven in the morning when you get up until whenever they let you get to sleep, you get to be a part of that. It's really easy to hear God's voice. It's easier. But what about on a Thursday when you're at the grocery store? You get back to what we would call the real world, right? Sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes it's hard to discern which voice you're actually hearing. And why is that? Well, it's because we get distracted by a lot of the things around us. We get distracted by, by the different things that happen. We live in such an age right now where we're getting so much at us all the time. And we're not listening. We're not listening to the right voice. And so my question would be this. Whose voice are we listening to? Whose voice are we listening to when these opportunities show up? When these moments show up that we get to be a part of Mission Akron, if you will. When we get to serve. When God maybe lays something right in front of us. It could be a completely thankless job and you may never see the fruits of, but yet you know you're doing it in Jesus' name. Do we take those opportunities? Are we hearing God's voice? Are we hearing the right voice? Because we can get so many different voices in our heads. You know, during the week, there was a, uh, there was a devotional that all the students um, and all of us got to do that, uh, that Mikey wrote. And it's a, uh, it's a journal and a devotional, and, and we started off each morning with that, and, and there was a passage of scripture, and, um, and it kind of took us progressively through the week. And there was a particular passage that week that really hit me that I wanted to share, and I, I've read it before, but it just had, it, there was something to it that just hit me in a way that had never hit me before, and it's in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 8 through 10. It says this, for once you were full of darkness, but now you have the light from the Lord. Okay, so that's all of us in some way, right? Once you were full of darkness, but now you have the light of the Lord. So live as people of light. Verse 9, for this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. And then here it is in verse 10. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Six words changes your perspective. Whose voice are you listening to? Are you carefully determining what pleases the Lord? As I mentioned, it was easy, if you will, for, for us to think through that idea a little bit more during a week of Mission Akron. But let's apply this to us all the time now. Are we carefully determining what pleases the Lord? When we're taking our kids to school, when we're going to the grocery store, when we're going to the mall, when we're out to a restaurant, when we're doing whatever it is that we're doing, do we carefully determine what pleases the Lord? Because that's not restricted to just doing acts of service. That's just something that we should do, period. And so whose voice are you listening to? Because this is what happens when you serve in Jesus' name. You get blessed you get blessed. One of the overarching things that you heard from all of these students up here who worked their tails off and paid to be a part of a week like that was how blessed God, how, how much they were blessed during the week. 
That's amazing. Think about that. It's what happens when you serve in Jesus' name. You get blessed. Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. And this is why. Because when you carefully determine what pleases the Lord and obey, lives are changed forever. And that's my connection point for the morning. Is that when you carefully determine what pleases the Lord and obey, lives are changed forever. This team, their lives are changed forever because of a week of putting themselves last and putting Jesus first and doing what he's called them to do. You know, the last night of the trip, the students all uh, gave their testimonies and they all kind of came forward and sat right here and shared their testimonies and every single one of them did. It was a late night. And it was really clear that their lives and their perspectives were changed forever because of their obedience and because of the motive behind why they did what they did. And the reason was Jesus. And the reason was because they carefully determined what pleased the Lord months ago. They had to carefully determine that months ago to qualify to be on the trip. But then during the week, they honed in and they focused. And God showed up in amazing ways that are going to last forever. So what about you? What about you? Here's what I know. Mission Akron never ends. Mission Akron never ends. Some of you have been on Mission Akron's before as I scan the crowd. Mission Akron never ends. While that, you know, that, that week, per se, is over, yes. The idea, the premise of Mission Akron, connecting people to Christ, community, and purpose, it ties in synonymously with what Connect Church is all about now and what it will be, what it will, be, will continue to be. Why? Because of the motive and because of obedience. The mission and vision of this church are at the core of what Mission Akron is all about. So what's your motive? What's your motive? Jesus' motive? Jesus' motive was you. Did you ever think about that? The obedience and the sacrifice that he made was for you. Could everybody bow your head? You know, when we think about Jesus' motive being us, we think about carefully determining what pleases the Lord. What pleases the Lord is to be able to connect people to him. And maybe you've never connected to Jesus before. Maybe you've never really asked those questions. Maybe you've never felt like you could. Let me tell you that you can right here, right now, that this is a place and a time that you can. And there would be no better way to end this service than for the motive and the reason to be fulfilled here in this moment. You've heard students talk and you've seen stories and heard stories about what, what God did during this week. But Jesus' motive was you.
God created us to be with him. And our sins, the things that we do, the things that we do that, that displease him, they separate us from God. And, and our sins can't be removed by the good things that we do. All of the great things that these students did, that this team did during the week, doesn't eliminate the fact that we're all still sinners. There's no way to be good enough. And Jesus was the only one that was good enough. He paid the price for our sins. He paid the price for you and for me so that everyone, and everyone means everyone who puts their full faith and trust in Jesus can have life everlasting. And if you want to know more about that, if you want to, if you just have some questions to ask, or, or even if you're ready to make that decision right now, you can do that from right where you're sitting, or you can come down and you can talk to us immediately following the service. We would love nothing more than to show you in God's word how you can be saved how you can begin a relationship with Jesus. Father, I love you and I thank you so much for this opportunity that we've had to share, to share everything that you did during an amazing week of Mission Akron. Lord, I thank you for the lives that have been changed, not only on this team, but for those that maybe we never even got to, to talk to, that we never got to meet. Lord, that we know, that you know. So Father, I pray God, for each and every person here, Lord, I pray that we would look internally, we would look at our motive, God, and we would look at whether we're being obedient or not. God, you ask for nothing more than everything. And so, Father, we give that to you. And Lord, I pray that if there's one here that doesn't know you, God, that this might be the day, that this might be the day that they come to know you. Father, we love you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I, um, I want to say thank you to Mikey for his leadership this past week and, of course, Pastor Jason. I want to thank each of you guys for doing something that is probably not going to be on the front page of the Akron Beacon Journal, but it's certainly something God cares about. Uh, the Gospel of Matthew chapter 10 says, if you give a cup of water in Jesus' name, you're going to receive a reward. Why? Because God values people. They matter to him. To those families, how many of you are attached to one of these? And today is a good day. You'll, you'll admit it. Would you raise your hand? Yeah, yeah, they, they sleep at my house. Thank you for entrusting us with your students. Thank you. As a church community, Connect Church, thank you. Thank you for making this all possible. Thank you for being a part of this. It is a thrill to be a part of a church that really does put its mission into practice. 
And so thank you to each and every one of you. You could be a lot of places today, but you chose to be here. Thank you for being here. Pastor Jay shared that if, uh, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, today would be a great day. Maybe you ask Christ into your life today. If you did, would you grab one of those connection cards, fill it out, bring it forward, I, and just hand it off to me, and I want to rejoice with you. What a great day this has been. And so my challenge to you, I hope you, you go out and have a fantastic day uh, today and a great week. But would you go out there and give away a cup of water? God bless you for doing it because God, God cares. Would you do that today? God bless you. You're dismissed.